Yo, welcome back to the Living Lean Podcast. This is Jeremiah Bear. Today, we have a Q&A, and I am so stoked to get this started. Before we get into it, I just want to say, anyone listening, know that I am super happy to answer all your questions on the podcast so I can get very in-depth. Again, the goal here is to provide you as much education on nutrition and training as possible to really help you bring a better version of yourself to your life overall. So if you have questions, DM them to me on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, if you don't want to see all those shirtless pics, I don't blame you. Shoot me an email at jeremiah at barefit.com and I will hop on here and answer all your questions for you. So that said, let's go ahead and hop into the Q&A. The first question is, None of my personal training clients are losing fat. Help. All right, I can help here. So we've all been there. If you're a trainer, you've been there. You start out coaching. You're really struggling to get your clients to lose fat. They're all claiming they're eating like an absurdly low amount of calories, and they don't know what's going on. Neither you know what's going on in your clients to start making progress. So here, first and foremost, we want to make sure that we're tracking metrics. Metrics is something that I hammer constantly, but really it is so damn important for your clients to see progress. So we can look at a couple different areas. One, how are you tracking their food intake? So if you're not having some method of, okay, we're tracking calories, we're using handful portion sizes to track what you're eating, we need some way to actually track their intake. So we can compare the progress they're making against their intake but, but if we don't have them tracking their intake, then we don't really know how to adjust. We have nothing to adjust off of. So first, they need some method of tracking their intake. Second, and this is really the most common reason that most new clients won't be making progress when, they're, when they start training with you, they're probably not tracking as accurately as they need to be to get results. So there's a whole checklist of things here we can work through, but the reality is right now, your clients are probably, if they're, let's just say they're using my fitness pal, they're probably kind of guesstimating their portion. So if you look into their food diary, this is something I do with all my clients when they start, and it helps a ton. If you hop into their food diary and you see a lot of like one, let's say one banana, one steak, or even like one bowl, measurements like that just aren't accurate. So really encouraging your clients, at least for a couple weeks when they start tracking, to use a food scale, measuring cups, makes a massive difference. Now, they don't have to be super OCD about it to the point of, and that's a whole nother tangent we could go off of on on whether that's OCD or not, but most people, long-term, don't wanna have to weigh out all their food. But the reality is, you need to position this to your clients as an educational tool. Okay by us showing you what these portion sizes look like for the rest of your life, you're always gonna be able to create the body composition you want. You won't have to feel like you're stuck in this body despite eating so few calories because really, if we teach you what portion sizes look like by measuring them out, just for a couple weeks, you'll finally be able to change your body because you'll realize you're probably eating a lot more than you were before. So step number one is just getting them measuring accurately and tracking metrics as far as the food intake goes. From there, we also need to be measuring how their body is changing. So if your client's goal is to lose fat, don't just have them hop on the scale. Even worse, don't have them tracking any metrics. That's another huge mistake so many people make. And really one of the biggest shifts I make with you when you start online coaching is we just get you tracking all these metrics. So all my clients track 
body measurements weekly. I have them track chest, two inches above the navel, over the navel, two inches below the navel, hips, thighs, biceps. So we always see how those measurements are changing. We see their weight at least three times a week. Weight less than that. The reality is your weight just fluctuates so much. Well, weight in itself isn't the best measure of how your body is changing. We do typically want to see a downward trend for fat loss clients, but we want to be able to look at the weekly average for the weight. I typically tell clients, hey, don't trip out at all. Like You'll see a lot of day-to-day fluctuations. Don't trip out about that. We're looking more for weekly and even monthly trends downward. That's a lot more what we're focused on. And then finally, biofeedback. These are things like sleep, stress, hunger, cravings, motivation, mood. All of that together really gets a cohesive picture of how your client is progressing. And that's why I have all my clients weekly I have them shoot me a whole long list of biofeedback where we get super in depth on all these different factors so I can make sure all that is on point and really also that tells us, okay, we probably need to deload here. Maybe this is where we need a diet break. And then day to day, I also have them track just a few biofeedback markers, things like training performance, recovery, just because we want to look at those more on a daily scale than a weekly scale. So there you really have your metrics covered. Also, it's important to see the weights that your clients are lifting if you're not working with them in person and just make sure that they're incorporating progressive overload. They're improving over time because that could be a sign either one, they're not pushing hard enough in the gym or your training program needs more intensity or volume or maybe they need a deload. And again, your biofeedback will kind of tell you on which end of the spectrum your clients fall there. Now, from there, obviously, calorie deficit is going to be important also. So, want to make sure your clients are eating fewer calories than they're burning in a day if they want to lose fat. So I typically like to start clients at around a 15 to 20% deficit. Basically, we want people to aim to lose about 0.5 to 1% of their body weight per week. Now, this isn't so slow that your clients will lose motivation because really, if your client's losing like a quarter pound a week, they're gonna, it's gonna look daunting for them to have to diet for the next, say if somebody wants to lose 50 pounds, that's like four years of dieting. Nobody wants to diet for that long. But on the flip side, if we're too aggressive, for most people, this is losing quicker than point or quicker than 1% of their body weight per week. Your clients just feel like shit. They're run down, they're eating so little, they can't push hard in the gym, they can't recover. And therefore, they lose some muscle and they get to their end result in a worse place metabolically, hormonally. They have less lean muscle. So really, for most people, between 0.5 and 1% is kind of the sweet spot as far as calories go. You just want to adjust them so that your clients are losing in that range. Also, make sure your clients are eating plenty of protein. I would say anywhere between 0.8 and 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. Now, if this is a beginner client, which I'm guessing it is, if they're having a lot of trouble figuring out how to lose fat, they're probably not eating a ton of protein right away. Now, getting enough protein has a ton of benefits. Studies have literally shown that it's much, much, much harder for your body to store protein as body fat. There was one... I honestly don't remember who the authors were, but I know they had one group eat about 492 calories extra exclusively from protein, 
And this group actually lost more fat than a group that ate less, but also consumed less protein. So if your clients are eating more protein, one, it's going to keep them more satiated. Protein is also the most filling macronutrient. So that helps them fight hunger, which is really a big part. Honestly, probably the biggest part of why protein helps so much outside of obviously it's a building block of muscle. We need protein to build a lean, strong body, but it helps you fight hunger. It helps your clients not be so hungry. So they're a lot less likely to fall off track. So make sure your clients are eating 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. If they're new to this, then that's probably going to be a bit harder. So they're going to be a little bit lower on the spectrum. And you probably have to work on, okay, every one to two weeks, here's how we're going to add in another 10 to 20 grams of protein and just gradually ramp that up to where they're around that one to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight mark. I have to do that with clients all the time. The biggest thing there, most people struggle with just jumping from eating like 50 grams of protein a day to 150. So ease people into it. So it's not overwhelming. And then finally, as far as nutrition goes, make sure they're not getting too flexible with their diet. So I tell my clients all the time, when you start working with me, you'll probably hear me say this, we want 80 to 90% of your food choices to be foods that came from the earth or had a face at one point, quote unquote, paleo-ish foods. We're not strictly following a paleo diet, but the idea is eating mostly whole foods, right? The other 10 to 20% can be flexible. These are foods that you wouldn't typically think of as maybe healthy, but as long as we're eating 80 to 90% whole foods, these aren't going to hurt your health or your progress. That said, people run into problems when they try to get too flexible with their food and it becomes more like 50-50. Thing is, those flexible foods that your clients are trying to work in are also much harder to track accurately because they're probably eating out a lot. They don't know what all ingredients the chef put on, what oils, different dressings are added on, so they're just a lot harder to track accurately. So your clients could be working their asses off to try to track these meals that they're eating out more accurately, but it's still very, very hard to do. So that would be the final consideration there. Just tell them to eat mostly clean, even like I like to say bro foods, you get the idea though, like not that your clients have to eat just chicken and broccoli, but eating mostly like what most people would consider quote unquote clean foods does just make it easy to track. Very simple meals that came from the earth is the basic idea here. And then as far as your client's training goes, I would obviously have them focusing mostly on strength training. So this would be for most people, three to four sessions for, per week is going to be your best bet. That's where we can get in the gym. We can push hard. If this is your client's first time following a smart training program, they'll also be able to build some lean muscle in the process. I see this all the time with new clients. People always say, you'll hear people say you can't build muscle in a calorie deficit, which is not technically true. But again, we don't have to get too far into that. But I see a recomp all the time where people get leaner and build muscle just because this is the first time in their lives that they've had all these different factors dialed in. They have their training fit perfectly to them, their nutrition fit perfectly to them with a plan they can follow super consistently. And they have me holding them extremely accountable to it, taking in factors like biofeedback, looking at all these different markers to ensure that their progress is optimal, looking at their sleep, all these different factors that they never had dialed in at the same time. So really people can get very, very good progress just following a smart training program. So three to four times a week is about the right dose for most people. I would do three times a week for full body for beginners. And you could honestly choose that option 
or four times a week up or lower for more intermediate to advanced clients, then I would add fat loss focused finishers. So these are things where you're really gonna focus on ramping up their heart rate, really burning some calories. We know that's not gonna make the biggest difference, but it does help. And really here, your primary fat loss tool within your client's training is just the amount of training volume that they're doing. We know overall, like your nutrition is the primarily so- primary source of where your fat loss is gonna come from. Training is more focused, no matter what, on building lean muscle, reshaping your body. But we do still wanna gear your finishers a bit more towards fat loss. Now from there, if your clients have all these factors dialed in, they have their nutrition dialed in, they're crushing it with their training and they're still feeling good, then you can add one to two cardio sessions per week. That said, make sure before you focus on cardio, you make sure that your clients have their nutrition and training dialed. Cardio just doesn't make as much difference for the fat loss as those two factors. So make sure they're on point first. As far as cardio goes, I would add in one aerobic day, which is gonna be a little bit lower intensity. This could just be something like rower, bike, even walking on an incline for 20 to 40 minutes. We're just getting their heart rate up a little bit, but it's not gonna take a toll on them. It's not gonna take a toll on their nervous system. It's not gonna be too terribly taxing. It's actually gonna help promote recovery while also burning more calories. And then the other day, you could honestly just do two aerobic work days, or you could make the other day a little bit more intense, getting more into high intensity, let's say like assault bike intervals, rower intervals, something like that. That'll be very fun and challenging for your clients. A Metcon, strongman conditioning circuits, there's tons of different options there. But if your clients aren't losing fat, take that approach, work with the whole system, and then look at their lifestyle as well. How are your clients managing stress? How many hours of sleep are they getting per night? All these factors play into your client's fat loss. So many of my clients, this is one of the first things we dive into. Hey, you're sleeping four to five hours a night, your stress is super high, always on your biofeedback. Let's get that taken care of and then you can get better results. And really it all comes back to tracking metrics because this typically shows us where exactly we need to focus to get you the results you want. All right, next question. My basal metabolic rate is 2,300 calories. Eating 2,000 calories this week, working out every day for an hour. Will I die? So first and foremost, No, you will not die eating 2,000 calories a day. What will happen is your body will slowly adapt to the decreased energy availability. Basically, you'll expend less energy through things like fidgeting, pacing. Your body will just try to find ways to burn fewer calories and slowly adapt to that to where now, eventually you get to the point where shit, you maintain at 2,000 calories per day. We call this metabolic adaptation. It's a whole complex process that your body goes through as we diet, as we eat fewer calories, and as we lose weight. Not all bad. We don't have to get too far into that right now, but a few things I would consider here. First and foremost, just realize that anytime you use any online calculator to calculate your BMR, which I'm guessing is what she used for this question, it's probably not that accurate. This is why I have all my clients before I start nutrition coaching with them, we actually do a nutrition assessment where I tell them, hey, let's actually just have you track exactly like you would normally for the next week. I just wanna get a good picture of how you eat, how your weight fluctuates, if at all. That'll give me a good baseline 
for where we need to set your calories. That'll tell me where your metabolism is at right now. But calculators are known to be wildly inaccurate. Same thing with the calories that MyFitnessPal sets for you. So really in this case, honestly, if you're looking to lose fat, I would recommend hiring a coach. But when we're talking about eating below your BMR, again, no, you're not gonna die, but you need to consider the negative implications of that also. Because if you're also working out every single day, is your goal strictly to lose fat or do you wanna completely reshape your body and build a leaner, stronger version of yourself? Because we also have to realize that as you eat less, your training performance is also gonna take a hit. You're giving your body less fuel, so you're probably not gonna be able to push as hard, which can also even be counterproductive when it gets to your training, because you're not burning as many calories in your training. You're also gonna have less energy in your day-to-day -day life, so you're gonna be burning fewer calories there as well. And then you have fewer re recovery resources. You're giving your body less fuel to recover, so you're training more, it sounds like, eating less which typically isn't gonna be the most ideal co combination to create the body composition you want. For most people, when we ramp up training a ton and decrease calories a lot at the same time, that actually leads to losing a bit of muscle mass, which in turn is gonna slow your metabolism a bit. It's less than ideal. And this is really why like taking a longer approach typically is a better, more sustainable route. You're, and especially this is coming from a woman, this question is, also have to realize that so many of your hormones are based on energy availability. When your body, think, think of energy as calories here. So when your body senses that it has very low energy availability slash calories, it's gonna start slowing down processes that aren't vital to you staying alive and use that energy only for the processes that are most important to keep you alive. One of the primary processes that your body is going to slow or stop is actually going to be reproduction. Obviously, your hormones are a huge part of your reproductive system, so they'll take a hit there. So, and really, this is also true for ramping up exercise. Like overall, you just want to be very cautious with this. And this is why, especially for my women, I tend to be less aggressive when we're cutting unless we have a very strict timeline. Now, when we're talking about metabolic adaptation, which some of that, some of it's just inevitable. We have to be hungry. We do have to cut calories to lose weight. We can't bypass that fact, but we can do it in a much more smart, sustainable approach. So how I would set this up for you, if you were one of my clients, is first, we would just aim to have you losing in that 0.5 to 1% of your body weight per week parameter. From there, that's really how we're adjusting your nutrition and your training. We know that if you're measuring all your food accurately, we should pretty easily be able to get you losing within those parameters without it being too aggressive. Now from there, we would set this up to where it's also a very periodized approach. Periodization within nutrition is a huge piece of what so many people are missing and it makes a massive difference. So basically this equates to every six to 12 weeks that we're in a deficit, we're giving you one to two weeks back at maintenance. We call this a diet break. This allows your hormones to normalize a lot more. Basically, your body just brings everything back up closer to baseline. Now, part of metabolic adaptation is just your body gets smaller. So naturally, it burns less calories through many different processes. So that's inevitable. But 
by being smart about this, taking things like diet breaks and even periodization within your deficit phases. So this is things like I like with a lot of my female clients to every 11 days, we take a three day diet break. Again, studies have shown that with 72 hours plus of just eating more calories, specifically from carbs in most circumstances, we can actually reduce a bit of metabolic adaptation. So we'll get you to your end result in a much healthier place. So rather than just go slashing calories and bump up exercise a ton, I would much rather you take a smart, sustainable approach to this. Some people, I get it, you wanna get the result quickly, but we also have to keep in mind your long-term health and whether this is a result you can sustain when you get there. That's always what I focus on with my clients. The long game is hugely important. All right, and then last question for the day, top book for training, diet, business, and mindset. I love this question so much. I love books so much. This is such a hard question for me to answer though, because I've consumed so many books, even in just the last few years. Mm, okay. So I would say for training, as far as education goes, the muscle and strength pyramids is a great one for any new coach. You're just gonna learn so damn much from it. That said, as far as like a fun read, that's also super applicable to your training, your clients. I would say Christian Thibodeau and Paul Carter's book, The Max Muscle Bible, is probably for me my actual favorite when we're talking training. It takes you through so many different dope rep schemes, all these unique ways to train and make your training for yourself and your clients super fun and interesting, but also effective. So it's not just some random shit. Like these are two very well established guys within the fitness industry. Very, very smart coaches that I've learned a ton from. And I really love their approach to all this. So Max Muscle Bible, as far as training goes, is probably my book. As far as nutrition, I would honestly say Lyle McDonald's The Women's Book. It's a very, very dense book, but I like you learn so much from it, especially if you're someone that works with a lot of women. I work with a lot of more intermediate to advanced women. So for my coaching practice, it was very applicable. I learned a ton. Um, I learned so much though, straight up from the Precision Nutrition course. They give you like a textbook. Um, that's been a while ago now. But yeah, I would say one of those two is my pick as far as nutrition. Again, the Muscle and Strength Pyramids and Nutrition Edition, you'll gain a ton of knowledge from also. That would probably be if you want something less dense and more applicable right away if you're a coach. I would probably choose that. As far as business goes, without a question, it's Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I love that book so much. For me, ever since I started coaching, I've had a very, very clear picture of why it's so important to me. Well, I would say after my first six months of coaching, when really for me, coaching other people is something that turned my life around. It gave me so much fulfillment and purpose when I saw how much I could impact other people's lives, help them build more confidence, and like I always say, bring a better version of themselves to their lives just through educating them on nutrition and training. It gave me so much purpose and fulfillment in my life, which is something before that for the first, how long have I been training now? What, 22, 21 years? For the first 21 years, I really had no sense of fulfillment 
no purpose, no drive to do anything in my life, nothing that I gave a shit about. Really, my life did a 180 when I started coaching people. So I've always kept that in mind. I've always had a very clear why of why this mattered so much to me, why I wanted to impact so many people. And it's been a very, very strong driver for me. Start with why was a super powerful book because it helped me get even more clear on that, what I wanted to build, why I want to impact so many people, why I will impact so many people. So if you need more clarity on your business or really what you want to do with your life, start with why is so good. And then finally, favorite book for mindset. This is another one that's very hard for me. I'm just going to list off a couple that have made a massive difference for me. First, the book, The Mastery of Self by Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. That was the first book that was really created an aha moment for me a couple years ago when Again, this has been a whole crazy transformation, like coaching other people, and I've grown so much myself. The Master Itself was really a book that kicked that off for me. It helped me release a lot of judgments about myself and really quit judging other people, created a lot more empathy within me that I wish I had for longer in my life. But that was that was definitely a powerful one for me. The book, The Big Leap was another one that for me has made a huge impact. Just really helping you realize how much you're truly capable of if you can just get out of your own way. And then finally, I would say The Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday is another super powerful one for me. Really the idea of that, which I love so much, is quit talking, push your head down, and actually do the work. Quit telling yourself a story about how great you are, how much you've overcome, Put your head down and keep working. The work is what got you here. Doing more of the work is what is gonna be what's gonna keep you progressing, what's gonna help you impact more lives. I just love that book. I think more than, I know more than any other book, that's the one I've listened to the most. Every two to three months, I re-listen to Ego Was Enemy just because every time something else stands out to me, I really, really love that book. So those would be my top three. And let's go ahead and call it a wrap right there. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, if you want me to answer questions, go stupid in depth on anything I can help you with, nutrition, training, DM me, email me at jeremiah at barefit.com, and I'm super happy to help. Thanks for tuning in.